everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday. It's May 26th. It's 2021, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by the man himself, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not much. Good little night. Uh, fun nine-game slate to talk about here. Top-end pitching and some interesting matchups a couple interesting options at the low end so gonna be a good one it should it should be um we've had a couple of slates in a row where we've had like some clear-cut pitching options i feel like this slate i mean there's some options don't get me wrong but i mean you could be like me you could be sitting on like rich hill's massive game and stack the braves and they do absolutely nothing um so you could be you could be on that like um tuesday train with me but um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready for this slate. I think it's it's super interesting. There's a lot of um, if he plays, I think is the best way to say it. And then there's like a couple like clear cut. You know, you're probably playing these guys. Yep, definitely. We are presented by SuperDraft.com. If you guys haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there right now. Sign up using pro- promo code Grinders. Get that fifty dollar instant deposit alongside the fifty percent deposit match bonus up to five hundred bucks. So. Deposit 500 bucks and get $300 free money. Like that, that's, that's how it is. You play through it. You make some money, you use lineup HQ and um, you get rolling here. So uh, if you guys haven't checked out super draft, head on over there, check them out, give them some love. We get started on the slates. I think, um, sorry. One of my like links, like went black on me and um, it, it threw me off for a second. Cincinnati at Washington is where we get kicked off. We got Hoffman against Joe Ross in this game. This game didn't have a total. Oh, it does have a total now. It's nine and a half. Um, And Washington is a slight 126 favorite in this one. Um, Any interest in Hoffman in this game? Uh, No, the price is kind of up there at 8,000. Washington's got some lefties that can hurt him. I think I'll pass on Hoffman. Don't understand the price. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, sixty three hundred is not like oh, he's expensive, but he's not good. Um, there's enough batters in this lineup, and then Joe Ross on the other side of this game. If this game was in Cincinnati, Cincinnati would be my top stack on the slate. Um, that's how much I think that you don't want to play Joe Ross in the spot. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Cincinnati is still missing a couple guys. Moustakas is out. Uh, Votto is out. Um, and lefties are generally what we want against Ross. But Cincinnati's still got some pop here. I mean, Suarez, Winker, Cassiano are all great options. Um, Naquin hits from the right, the left side of the plate uh, against Joe Ross. That's where he gives up all the power. So uh, definitely very interested in the Cincinnati stack. Yeah, I mean, Winker, Castellanos, Nyquen, Barnhart is like a cheap catcher, Suarez, like all these Cincinnati bats um, definitely stand out to me in this spot. And I mean, you're paying up for Castellanos and Winker, but everybody else is under 4,500. So the overall stack is probably not too bad. Yeah, the price on Suarez has really come down. I mean, he, was, he struggled for quite a while there, but still a guy with a ton of pop. And at that price, I'm, I'm going to take plenty of shots on him. Um, Washington bats, you kind of mentioned, you know, when you're targeting Hoffman, I mean, you could target him with righties and lefties. He's pretty bad to both sides of the plate. 
I, I mean, like you're probably looking at Soto, Bell, Turner, Schwarber. If you want to make it a five man, maybe you do like a wraparound with like Stevenson or something, um, just to you know be different because he's so expensive at catcher that nobody's going to play him. Yeah, and uh, Harrison and oh, that was the wrong Stevenson. He's twenty two hundred. I was going to say. I just looked at Andrew Stevenson. I knew he was super cheap, and it threw me off because Cincinnati has a Stevenson too. Yeah, yeah, their catcher uh, Castro and Harrison are still really cheap too. So I don't, I don't mind them. Uh, I think the full stack is in play here. Hoffman has been a little bit better getting out of, away from Colorado, but uh, he still gives up power. And uh, it's it's the big three lefties that you mentioned off the top that that I want a bunch of, and then I'll, I'll full stack by filling it out down the order um moving on we got toronto facing uh new york facing the yankees here manho manoa manoa um against herman um i didn't see a total for this game it looks like it's come up now it's nine and the yankees are a 158 favorite um any interest here in alec manoa prices all the way down there at 4800 there's some strikeouts in this Yankees lineup. Uh, Manoa is a top five prospect and an absolutely loaded uh, Blue Jays farm system. So this is a guy with some talent. Uh, strikeout rate near 40% in the minor leagues. Uh, big fastball, he'll run it up to like 97, 98, uh, and just strikes a ton of guys out. So not an ideal matchup to make your big league debut, um, but for, former number one pick, I think he went like 11th overall. So we're talking about a guy with, with great pedigree, and and great stuff um so at that price at 4800 i'm i'm more than happy to take some shots on him even in a not great matchup my problem is my problem is he's he's kind of a two-pitch guy um i mean and like he okay he has a this guy was drafted because of his speed and he was drafted because he has a major league slider like he has a major league slider but his changeup stinks, and like that's what he needs to develop to get there, in my opinion. Um, and, and like I'm just I have never watched him pitch. I'm reading scouting reports and reading everything about him, and that's everything that I've read about him. Elite slider, great fastball, terrible changeup. Um, and the Yankees just kind of pulling up batted ball data. They're either really good or really bad against sliders. So they're going to like, we're going to put this kid to the test here with his slider because they have big strikeout rates against sliders, but they also have big ISOs against sliders. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's a nine game slate. He's 4,800. Um, it's not the greatest ballpark in the world. I would probably prefer Yankee stadium over like where they're playing in Tampa right now, Toronto. So, or down in Florida um, in the Tampa area. So, I mean, I think he's in play. I'm with you. Big prospect, big arm. Um, this isn't like some dude that's going to go out there and throw wiffle balls. Um, this guy has elite strikeout stuff, and um, it'll be really interesting. Like, I, I'll definitely, if I don't watch this game, I'll record this game because I do want to watch this guy pitch um, at least the first few innings. Um, Herman on the other side, he's 9,600. I mean, the price is like the biggest um, thing for me. Like, Herman is a really good real-life pitcher. You look at his numbers, he doesn't give up a lot of um, hard contact. He does a great job generating ground balls to both sides of the plate. D 
decent strikeout stuff, doesn't walk people. I mean, like you look at his numbers and he's a good real life pitcher. It's just, it's a tougher matchup. I mean, I'm not paying 9,600. I would pay 7,600 for him against Toronto, but I'm not paying 9,600. I agree with you. Totally a price thing here. Uh, I just, there's not enough upside for him to get. I mean, when you're talking 9,600, you need an ACE level and you're looking for like a 30% strikeout rate. Uh, Herman is down in like the tw- low 20s with his strikeout rate and Toronto is just a very good offense. So I don't think there's enough upside in on this spot. And I like a lot of other pitchers better on the slate. Um, I'm not running to stack Toronto against Herman. I'll say that. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really love Toronto. I like Vlad is in play. He's just absolutely smashing the baseball this season. Um, yeah. I mean, outside of him though, that's really it. Yeah, I don't have much interest here. I don't want to play Herman, but I don't don't really want to attack him either. Uh, he controls the walks, and uh, yeah, just not a great spot for Toronto. They're they're expensive, uh, probably a pass for me as well. And then the Yankees. I mean, they're a stacker fade. Like uh, DJ LeMay, who's out. That's another bat. Like they're just they're so banged up on injuries. Like every year it seems like. Um, and I mean. Yeah, I think that you're either stacking the Yankees or you're just not playing them here. Yeah, I'm completely willing uh, to take shots on them. Uh, talking about a guy making his major league debut, I mean, he could come out and not be able to throw a strike just from nerves and whatever else goes into that uh, first time taking a big league mound. Uh, so if he comes out and can't find the strike zone, you get into the, the Blue Jays bullpen really early or something like that, uh, I, I like the Yankees stack a lot, even though I'm going to play some Manoa. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I think that's how you got to kind of approach them in this spot. Moving on, we got the Rockies and the Mets, um, Herman Marquez against Marcus Stroman in this one. This game's currently sitting at a six and a half total. Um, and the Mets are a slight 125 favorite. Okay. This is a guy that like, I think, I think you could take an, in, like a, a shot on, Marquez here, like he's 6,700, not in cores. And the Mets are just, uh, you know, we talk about injuries. The Mets are really banged up. Alonzo's out, Conforto's out, Pilar is out, McNeil is out, Nimmo is out, JD Davis is out. Like, I mean, what, four or five guys from their opening day roster, like starting lineup are out? I mean, What's not to like about Marquez here at 6,700? I think Marquez is going to be massive chalk. I mean, he's he's a clear SP2 for, for DraftKings cash. Um, I mean, it's it's as good of a spot as you can ask for, and he's only 6,700. Like, um, I think I think a ton of ownership comes in on Marquez. He's, he's basically facing a double-A team. So uh, his, the price is down because he pitches half of his games in cores. But this is a guy that's got some strikeout stuff, especially when you take him out of the altitude in, in Denver. Um, so it, it, I think he's going to be chalky, but it's chalk I'm going to eat. I think he's a great play. Um, yeah. Stroman on the other side, he's 9,200. If he was a little bit cheaper, I think, okay. I was saying there's some iffy guys on this slate. I think he's one of those iffy guys because, I mean, the Rockies outside of cores, they stink. Um, you know, the only reason we're playing them in cores is because of the ballpark. Stroman's a guy that can go 25 plus. He put up 27 against this team in course. I mean, 
he's going to be lower owned because I think a lot of people will go up to glass now or Bauer, which they should not saying that they shouldn't. I just, I think the ownership might be a reason that you could take a shot on Stroman here. I think he will come in low owned. Um, I'm not a believer in the upside quite as much. I know Colorado strikes out a bunch, um, but they're, they're very left-handed. I, I don't know where he, where he pulled that start out of in course. Uh, I don't know that he can do it again. Uh, so I probably won't be taking many shots, even, even though he's low owned, like you said, it, I'd rather go up from this price point. He's kind of in the same, same conversation as, uh, Herman was, is it's, he's just a little bit too expensive and there's not quite enough upside here. Uh, okay. Bats in this game. I got nothing. I want nothing to do with bats in this game. This game has a six and a half total for a reason. Yeah, I completely agree. Two, two good real life pitchers and shaky offenses no no interest atlanta at boston drew smiley nick pavetta this game's currently sitting at a 10 total um boston is a slight favorite pretty much a pick'em game though um i mean do you have any interest here in drew smiley uh, the, they're tempting us with the price he's, he's down there at 7200 uh, he just, he hasn't been good. Uh, he was, he was pretty good last year and even showed some flash some strikeout stuff, but strikeout rates at 21% this year, significantly down from last year. And, and Boston is really tough against lefties. So um, I would rather go down to Manoa or stick in the same range with Marquez, um, maybe a tournament shot or two, but not a ton of interest. I mean, this is just a guy that struggles Big time against righties, and I mean, there's some good righties in this lineup. Yeah, I mean, even the bottom of the order, you got Renfro and Dahlback in there, and like those guys hit left-handed pitching with a lot of power, and they hit the ball up in the air a lot. This game's in Boston. Um, I mean, Nick Pavetta on the other side. I mean, this team just made Garrett Richards look good. So, um, Nick Pavetta is better than Richards, kind of. Um. 8,700 is too much, in my opinion, for a guy that has a 41% hard hit rate since the start of last season. Gives up a lot of hard hits. I mean, like, he doesn't always get shelled, but a lot of the contact coming off of the off the bat is hard. And, like, this game's in Boston, and there's a lot of power in the Atlanta lineup. Yeah, I'm, I'm not playing him at 8,700. He's same same as Herman and, and Stroman, just too pricey. Too much risk in, in Atlanta with Atlanta's power. Uh, I'm not playing Pavetta. Um, bats. I mean, I stacked Atlanta yesterday and they really disappointed. Uh, I'm going back to the well because I have to at this point. Like, I'm not I'm not stacking them and having a really good team outside of them and not going back the next day um, in a good spot. Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much have a stack of Atlanta every day. I mean, just they're one through like even Riley and Swanson hitting probably fifth and sixth is what they're projected for right now. Um, but just all up and down the, the lineup, these guys get on base, they hit for power, uh, just, just a really strong lineup, especially up at the top. So um, all, always the stack is in play for me. Um, as far as Boston, I mean, man, JD and Xander are expensive. Um, you know, Chavez should be in there. He's under 4,500. Um, yeah, man, like the guy that I like the most is probably Renfro and Dahlbeck. 
just because everybody else, like even Kiki, like everybody else is expensive. Yeah, this is one of the teams that I, I think that Manoa is really in play for. San Diego is another one that's really expensive. Um, but I, I'm going to play some JD and some Xander for sure. Um, really want Vasquez in that stack too, who's an expensive catcher, which makes it even more difficult. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that having like Marquez at 6,700 and Manoa at 48, I think that you can do it and, and I'm going to do it. I, I like Martinez and Bogarts a ton. They're two of the top plays on the slate. Uh, Kike at the top uh, and Vasquez fills a catcher spot. So, I mean, just a stack I absolutely love. Lefty masher. Yeah. J.D. Martinez. Um, moving on, we got Kansas City at Tampa. Mike Miner, Tyler Glass now facing off in this one. I don't see a total for this game. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go no total on this one. I don't see a total for this one. Um, any interest here in Mike Miner? He's in the same tier as all these guys that we've kind of passed on up until this point, but he is the one that I would take a shot on in the 8K range if there is one. Um, Tampa struggles against lefties. They're more strikeout heavy against lefties. And Miner's flashing K stuff this year. His strikeout rate's up at 25%. Uh, he's cheaper than some of the other guys in the AK range, 8,300. Um, I'll have some tournament exposure. Um, I mean... Like it's no secret at this time of the, like I love left-handed pitchers against the race. Um, great ballpark in Tampa for pitching. I mean, it's hard not to like Miner here. It's scary because it's Mike Miner, and we know how much hard contact he allows to righties. Fly balls really high um, against righties too. But I mean, it, I also think it, it depends on the lineup. If they roll out like that, they're a very left-handed heavy team right now. Um, Meadows, Lau, Wendell, Choi, Kiermaier, like, the, and they like these guys to play in the field. Like Kiermaier is usually always in there. Wendell's always usually in there. Lau and Meadows, like, if if Miner gets five lefties, sign me up. Um, and then Glass now on the other side. I mean. You know, he's 10 5. He's he's probably the best pitcher on the slate because Bauer faces Houston. Um, but I think like you're probably paying up for one of these guys in cash games. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a debate Glasnow versus Bauer. Uh I do lean slightly to Glasnow. Kansas City doesn't strike out a ton, but Glasnow has the stuff to put anybody away, really. So um and I fear Kansas City less than I fear Houston. So I, I think Eileen Glasnow between those two. Um, and I agree. I think you want one of those two in cash. And then I think you pair him with Marquez. And that that's going to be the, the chalky pairing. Um, hopefully ownership gets split on them and, and we pick the right one. But, uh, yeah, I think Glasnow is definitely, I mean, obviously one of the top plays with a huge strikeout rate, 36%. Um, not a great matchup for strikeouts, but he he's great in any matchup. Uh, bats here. I got nothing on Kansas City. Glassnell's good. Um, it, it's Agreed. just not a spot that I'm going to do it. Yep. I have no interest in Kansas City. Um, as far as like Tampa goes, like it's kind of the same. They're expensive and I don't like the matchup. I completely agree. Just a pass on all offense in this game for me too. 
Moving on, we got Cleveland at Detroit. Um, Quantrill against Jose Urena. Yes, two major league pitchers facing off against each other in this one. Um, again, no total for this game. We'll start here with um, Cal Quantrill. Any interest in this spot? I know Detroit's terrible, but uh, Cal Quantrill kind of is too. So, um Cheap price tag, but I, I like Manila or going up to Marquez, so I'm passing on Quantrill. I mean, it's more of just pitch count, right? Like, I, how far do we really think he's going to throw in this game? Like, yeah, he's been out of the bullpen so far this year, right? Yeah, this, I feel like this is like – and, like, he think, just pitched out of the bullpen a couple of days ago. I, I feel like this is a full-on Cleveland Indians bullpen day. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think that's he the hasn't problem. gone over. He hasn't gone over two innings all year. So yeah, it doesn't even look like he's stretched out. And then like Jose Arena on the other side. I mean, he came back and he threw like ninety four pitches. But I mean, this is not the best matchup in the world for him. No, he hasn't been striking anybody out this year either. Um, he always struggles with lefties. Obviously, you've got some big bats up, uh, on Cleveland from the left side. So I don't have any interest in him. Uh, let's talk about those bats. I mean, Jose Ramirez, obviously a great play. Rosario, I mean, I know he's been slumping, but he's 3,900. Um, he's hitting the ball a little bit better here recently, so hopefully that's like starting something good for him. I mean, if you're if you're playing those two guys, I think Luplo is always very underrated righty-righty. Um, dude has a lot of power just in general. I mean, Cesar Hernandez is another guy, and then like your your fifth part of your stack is probably like Rosario or Ramirez, um, and you don't feel great about the fifth part, so maybe you just do a four man stack with this team. Yeah, I like Cleveland quite a bit. Um, I I did lineup HQ tags the last two days and had Cesar Hernandez tag both days, and uh, he had a couple hits on Sunday. He let off the game with a home run today, so he's my guy lately. I'm going right back to him. Um, and then Jose Ramirez is, is clearly one of the top plays on the slate. Uh, so, and then pairing them with Eddie Rosario, I think that's an awesome three man stack right there. And then I, if you want to full stack it, I, you can go down to Naylor who should hit in the six or seven spot. Uh, and then I like one of the cheaper guys you mentioned Ramirez and, uh, Ahmed Rosario. Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in Detroit. I mean, it's going to be a bullpen game. So if you want to use some of these guys just as like cheap pieces, I don't hate that idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Listen, this I don't love so it, bad. but <laughs> I'm just saying they're, they're, they're cheap. I think that's, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like scope for some, hunting a home run. I don't mind either. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that there's a ton of upside in the stack with the, with the bullpen game. They can match it up, but yeah, but for the price, if you, if you want to pay up twice for pitching, maybe you're trying to get um, Bauer and Glasnow in there. I could definitely see some, something like that. All right, uh, San Diego at Milwaukee. Uh, it's Chris Paddock. I've heard a couple things. I heard that it could be Josh Limbum, but I also heard that Adrian Hauser might play in this game, which it doesn't sound right because I feel like he just pitched, right? Um, Hauser pitched on the 21st, so it, it would actually be in line with his next start. So uh, we'll obviously have to see whether whether or not it's Limbum or Hauser. I don't have interest. Um, I'll, I'll just make that clear really quick. 
let's talk Chris Paddock first, though. Um, I mean, he gets Milwaukee, terrible offense, but coming off of his best start of the season against Seattle, I mean, he, he's getting some cupcake matchups to get it rolling here. Yeah, man. The price just is still way down there. I've played him, I think, every start this year, and he just he hasn't been good. <laughs> uh, you mentioned he was decent his last time out. This is the matchup to get get rolling if he's going to do it. Um, Yelich is back, which isn't great. Uh, Yelich finally homered for the first time on Sunday, and then I think he rested uh, today. But uh, I, th- I expect him to be in there after a day off. Uh, yesterday I don't know I I can't decide what to do with Paddock I I think I like some other guys better I like the price tag I think there is some upside on the price Um, but the strikeouts haven't been there this year he's struggled with control a little bit he hasn't been good but I get it if you want to take shots I completely understand why you take shots but it all to me it all depends on the ownership if Paddock is going to be chalk, I'm out. Like, it, it's not even, like, a second guess. And I've stacked everybody against Milwaukee, like, pitcher-wise this season. Yeah. Um, so, I think the matchup is is fantastic. Um, I, I just – My yeah. feeling is he's, he's going to come in pretty low on because you have Marquez $1,000 cheaper, and then, I mean, you're going to want to get up to the top of the range, too, for one of the big guys, so – I think Paddock comes in kind of low, and that's why I, I want to say no. I don't want to play him, but if he's going to be under ten percent, then I definitely have some interest. Yeah, if he's chalky, man, if he's thirty percent on a nine-game slate, I'm out. I won't. St- yeah. I probably won't stack Milwaukee. I just will hope that Paddock like puts up fifteen. I, I think that is more of what I'll do. Uh, do you have any interest in the in the San Diego bats, or do you have any interest in the Milwaukee pitcher situation? No interest in the Milwaukee pitcher situation. I kind of figured. I was just making sure. <laughs> uh, I think San Diego is actually a great stack. They're, they're super expensive. Um, I think three or four of them are over uh, 5K. Uh, have to see what's going on with Machado. Um, if he's back in there, I like it even more. Um, but, yeah, I, I think San Diego is one of the top stacks on the slate. Um. And again, I don't think I've stacked the Brewers here. I could see maybe using Yelich and just kind of hoping that maybe like he's healthy finally. Um, I mean, 5,100 is still kind of steep, but if he is playing well, it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Yelich is he just hasn't been healthy. And the fact that they gave him a day off after he hit the home run, I mean, that just tells you right there that he's he's still not right, so. I, I think I'll pass on him again. I, I faded him on Sunday and, and he homered and he was sort of owned, but um, I'll probably pass until he shows it for, for a couple games in a row. Um, Dodgers and Astros. We got uh, Bauer against Garcia in this game. This game's currently sitting at eight and a half total and Dodgers are a 140 favorites. Um, I mean, it's a tough matchup for Bauer. But the dude's elite. Like, he's an elite pitcher. Um, I mean, I would put him in, like, the range of he's matchup proof. Um, so, I mean, this is a dude with a, a under a 3x FIP, 36.5% K rate since the start of last season. He strikes out both sides of the plate. And, I mean, nobody 
nobody likes to play pitchers against the Houston Astros, and I get it. They walk. They don't strike out very much, but like this is an elite pitcher. Definitely an elite pitcher. Uh, this one's going to be dependent on ownership for me. Uh, if he's going to be higher owned or as owned as Glasnow, I, I would rather play Glasnow. I'll probably fade Bauer in tournaments. Um, if it's looking like he's going to come in lower than Glasnow, then I'll definitely want some exposure in tournaments because uh, I, I do agree with you. He's completely matchup proof. I, I don't think there, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him come out here and strike out 10 guys. Um, Garcia, I mean, the Dodgers are like super banged up and Garcia, like, we don't know yet if he's good or not. Um, I mean, like the strikeout stuff seems like super legit for him. I don't think he throws over a hundred pitches at nine K. And I think like, is there a road for Garcia to score 25 or more? I think no. Yeah, I agree. There's still plenty of pop in the Dodgers lineup. Uh, 9K is too much against – I mean, if, if this was the first week of the season, even if Bellinger had started on the, on the shelf, like there's no chance that we were playing Garcia. Like uh, I'm not playing him here. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to overthink it for sure. Um, Dodgers bats – uh, <laughs> it's just kind of another past situation. Uh, I don't mind hunting power against Garcia. Uh, I just, I don't know that I like the full stack. They're expensive. And if you, if you want to make the full stack work, you got to throw in the cheap guys who aren't great. Uh, yeah. I mean, give me Muncie as a one-off or something like that, but, uh, I don't, I don't really have a ton of interest in a full stack. I mean, the expensive guys, Muncie, Betts. I mean, if you want to go like Turner and make it like a three-man, if you want to save some money and go like Beattie, um, like I don't hate that idea, but like even like Beattie hit eighth. Um, and they like they rolled out Will Smith and Chris Taylor in that like four five spot. So I think if I'm playing the Dodgers here, it's probably like a one, two, three with like Betts, Turner, Muncie. If I have enough money and I want to add Will Smith, like he's he's probably the top catcher upside play on the slate he's also priced like it so um i mean that's just always where i run into trouble you know paying up for catcher uh as far as the astros i mean bowers elite if he gives up a couple runs it's going to be really hard to like pinpoint where they're going to come from i'm probably not picking on him in this spot yeah i'm passing on houston altogether uh, we finish it out. We got San Francisco at Arizona. Johnny Cueto, Merrill Kelly facing off in this one in Arizona. Um, this game certainly it opened at nine. It's down in eight and a half in a couple books. It's still nine in a couple books. Um, the Giants are like anywhere from one twenty to one thirty five as far as favorites go. Um, any interest here in Johnny Cueto? Uh, the price is, attra- is fairly attractive at 7,500. Uh, I mean, if Paddock comes in pretty chalky, he makes for an interesting pivot off of Paddock. I don't think anybody's really going to play him. Uh, not a ton of upside. So it, it would be kind of a play him to hope the chalky guy fails and he just kind of puts up his 20 points or 18 points and the, and the other guy gets 10. Um, so again, just kind of keeping an eye on ownership. Not a guy I'm, I'm just looking to outright target. But if the ownership looks good, I like the matchup. Uh, I would take some shots if he comes in low owned. Um, 
Merrill Kelly on the other side, do you have any interest in him? I do not. Uh, I would much rather play Cueto. Uh, San Francisco has been, been hitting the ball really well this year. Uh, Buster Posey coming back to life. Uh, even Longoria is hitting. Uh, and then they got uh, some of the lefties, Yastrzemski and some of the other guys. So uh, Kelly just doesn't have it for me. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been around, you've heard me say this um, for over a month now. San Francisco Giants are good, everybody. Um, I mean, if you listened to me yesterday and you played the Giants, they have six runs in the third inning. Um, I mean, like they're they're good. And Merrill Kelly gives up hard hits to both sides of the plate. Now he has some decent stuff. He'll strike some people out. But this is a dude that has a 48% hard hit rate to both sides of the plate, not just one side, and 15% soft contact rates. Like, we look at the hard to soft contact ratio all the time, and anything over, like, 20 is high. This dude has 32% or more to both sides. Like, the Giants are going to hang a crooked number in this one against Kelly, and they're my top stack on the slate. Like, it's not even... I mean, it's close because I like the Braves. I like the Red Sox. I like that game. I mean, there's a couple other teams that we talked about, but I love the Giants. Late night hammer. There's two hours between games. Like, this is like the definition of late night hammer. Love the Giants. Not playing Kelly. Love the Giants. Going to the Giants bats. I like it. Um, I'm, I'm not quite as high on, I don't, I don't know if they're my top stack or one of the, even my top three, but, uh, I definitely Just like keep them. it rolling, man. <laughs> Just keep it rolling. This team's rolling. Sorry. <laughs> I like it. No, you're talking me into even more of them. So, uh, I'll, I'll have to add some exposure. I think to, to some San Francisco bats. I didn't play I mean, them at all on the last slate. So <laughs> what stinks is I, I got super busy and I only had plenty of one team. And like I said, I played the Braves, um, and man, I love the Giants yesterday too. They've been great to pair it with Chill because you probably got like a five percent owned Longoria home run. Um, and you like you always throw Longoria. You never feel great about it, um, but you always throw him in there. And like we talked about it yesterday, Will and I. I mean, like Brandon Crawford is quietly having like a phenomenal season. Uh, I mean, like this is a dude that has thirty-two RBIs and eleven home runs on the season. And nobody's talking about Brandon Crawford. I mean, just quietly having a phenomenal season. If like, and if you go on plate IQ and you just look at like the 2021 numbers for this team, you're like, holy crap, the Giants are good. Like Stevie's been telling us all year. <laughs> I guess it's time for me to get on board. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, they're probably going to score like two runs now because I went through <laughs> all this. But I, I mean, this is a great spot for the Giants. Um, and I think I read that the roof is going to be open for this game. I'm look that up really quick. Um, why, why you talk about the Arizona side, I'm going to look and see if the roof is open or not. All right. Um, Cueto, we're targeting lefties usually. Um, I, so we do have some spots to look at. Uh, Marte at the top, great option. I don't mind Paven Smith, Eduardo Escobar. I mean, this is just a really left-handed t- heavy team. So uh, definitely the full stack is in play. Cueto doesn't uh he has pretty good control usually so it's, he's not generally a guy I like to stack against but uh definitely like hunting power against him uh but this this is a spot what what's Arizona's pricing like uh, if they're cheap I think that stack certainly makes sense with the le- all the lefties uh, 
yeah, Paven Smith at three nine. I mean, that's that's great. Some of the other guys are up there, but um, look to like Escobar for power. Um, don't mind the full stack. Just so you know, the roof is open. Very nice. Very nice. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K uh, to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Uh, Herman Marquez seems like You took lot. my dude. I knew you were going <laughs> to. Um, I mean, give me Paddock. I don't love it because I think he's going to be popular. I mean, if you open the slate and Paddock's not popular and, like, Miner's, like, super chalky, I want whoever's lower owned out of those two guys. Like, it, whether it's Miner or Paddock, whoever's lower owned out of those two guys, that's who a guy I want. Uh, anyway, like, just overall slate talk. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bus pitcher on the slate? Atlanta's got to get rolling here. I'm, I'm going to go Nick Pavetta. I'm going to cheat um, and take the 8K guy, Joe Ross, not getting there today. <laughs> um, I'm allowed to do that. I'm the host. Over eight, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got today? Uh, J.D. Martinez, and he's probably hitting two. I like it. Um, give me Yaz. $5,900 home run for my giant stack. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Uh, Eddie Rosario. Is he, he under he 4K? Had- yeah, it's three nine or three eight, I think he was. He started to better though. He struggled for a long time there, but uh, he had two hits today, so hopefully he keeps it rolling. I mean, he's thirty five hundred. He's going to be popular yeah, again for good reason. Um, yeah, I like the Rosario one. I was trying to look really quick. Um, man. I guess give me Longoria just because I'm I'm just gonna full on Giants here. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Uh, I had someone written down. Well, I know. Well, I guess you're going San Francisco. I'm um, going Giants. I'm, There's no <laughs> secret behind. All right, Cincinnati is who I had written down here. I like it. I'm going Giants. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before? I mean, there's there's some lines up. Um, let's see. Uh, Milwaukee, San Diego over. What was that? I think it was nine. That eight. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I like. Milwaukee, San Diego over eight. All right. Um, I mean, it's hard not to like the under in the Mets game. It's even at six and a half. Um. Give me the over in the Cincinnati-Washington game. I mean, two very mediocre pitchers. I, if that game was in Cincinnati, I'd be pounding the over in that game. Um, yep, that's another one I was looking at, too. Um, yep. I like All right. That. Well, that is going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back talking more baseball tomorrow. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you then.